0: Hello, hello. Welcome back to Toto Football. And today is the third episode of our new weekly series, Let's Talk Palace. It's been gone for a couple of weeks. I've been on holiday. And now our co host, who's normally here, Billy, is also on holiday. But we're going to carry on the episode, making sure we're bringing that Palace content on Toto Football. Today, I'm with Dan, aka DT10 Tactics and Analysis. A lot of Palace fans on Twitter will probably know him already. How you doing, mate?
1: Yeah, all good. Um, since the last time I saw you, not a lot's really changed. Just been working away, watching Palace, uh, sending my criticisms and stuff. Um, yeah, no, it's been it's been all, all all pretty normal. How you been, mate?
0: Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Enjoying the start of the season for sure. But I did think about you the other day when uh, I think um we did an episode with Dan on Toto Football around the whole Roy Hodgson appointment and all that. And you were one of the managers you touted you wanted was uh, Fonseca, wasn't it? And I saw oh, his home yeah. home record came up on Twitter the other day, and it's yeah. ridiculous, isn't it?
1: Oh, it's it's crazy. I mean, he is a good manager. I mean, for us to have gotten him would have been a bit of a stretch, to be fair. But yeah, I mean, it, he he is a great manager. But then he's he's not the only one. Like there are there are a few a few others knocking around who, you know, when Roy goes, I'm sure we could have a look at them as well and try try and get them in.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well. Look, there's been so much since Let's Talk Palace was last on live. Uh, there was a dramatic comeback against Plymouth, transfer deadline day, the re- recent victory against Wolves. First things first, Dan. How have you found the performances over the first four matches of the season?
1: Um, I think uh, I think they've been pretty good, to be honest. Um, I think we have kind of kind of gone in the same direction from where we ended last season. Um, I think defensively we are much better than we are in attack. I think in attack we just seem to be lacking ideas. Which I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying Roy's doing anything bad or anything wrong, but it's something that we've seen before. Maybe it's a bit of a hangover from Patrick Vieira, because I heard um, I can't remember where I saw it, so I don't think I'm making this up. But he, uh, but I remember them saying that. For example, like Mitchell, he was trying to get more forward or or they're encouraging him to get more forward. So I'm wondering whether that's a bit of a hangover from Vieira. But overall, seven points from four games. I mean, that's not to be sniffed at, especially when we've already played Arsenal, uh, done Brentford away, which, whether people say, I think that's a tough fixture. It is.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: And I did a bit of uh, stats uh, the other day. I posted... um, um, yeah, this is our fourth, no, I think our fourth best start to a top flight season. Um, uh, And that's only beaten by 1990, 91 and um, 91, 92 and uh, the famous Pardiola uh, <laughs> season of 15, 16.
0: <laughs> that's um, that's yeah. ridiculous. That's that. And yeah, it, I, I agree with you. Really good start of the season. Then obviously we had the Carabao Cup. That was looking doom and gloom for a bit. And then there was that dramatic comeback. Strikers are scoring. But you're right, I do agree. We're looking so good defensively. Some of the goals we've conceded have been a bit silly. But if you look at chances conceded across 90 minutes, really don't feel like there's a lot of them, like big ones for sure. Apart from maybe Arsenal, there's a few. McKay had some good chances. But yeah, you're thinking where you, you think about 90 minutes and you can't really think of too many big chances the other team has had apart from when we've conceded so it is good to see for me Brentford as you said really good result winning the matches that we should do at the moment and that's really good to see if we do want to try and challenge top half no matter uh the squad depth etc definitely a lot of positives there out of 10 for me I gave it like a 6 out of 10 mainly because of the lack of squad depth and we didn't really have a Zaha replacement um Mm -hmm. what are you saying mate
1: yeah, I'm pretty similar, about five or a six for me, because I think the the business that we did do, I think was very good. Like, I think Lerma is a very good, very good midfielder and to get him on a, regardless of what wages we're pay, paying him. Um, I think getting him on a free is a, is a big, is a good result. Um, Henderson, I can see the pros and cons of why we got him. Some would say maybe it was a bit of a waste of time. Some would say it was a good idea, but. You know, maybe there's like a release clause that Sam Johnson has that we don't know about. Some, I'm sure something like that might is might be the reason why that pushed him mm-hmm. to do that. But even still, he is a good goalkeeper, so I'm not gonna moan about that. Um, Matthias Franca is a um, uh, someone who watches Flam- who has watched Flamengo a, a, a decent amount um, for for ve- for various reasons. Um, I've seen him play, I think he's a great player he's really highly rated he was really highly rated over there too uh, which is a big thing to say as well considering that uh, out the same academy you have Vinicius Junior you had Paqueta um, and um, yeah and then like other, other players like Lazaro um, come through as well so I, I think the biz we have done is great but I completely agree. What really frustrated the only thing that really frustrated me was the lack of a another another forward. Whether that was a striker or a winger, I would have been happy with either. Even if it was someone on loan, I think that would have been a good idea because oh, Je- Jeff Schlupp just can't play left wing.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel bad because I feel like every episode on this it does come up about Schlupp with the left wing. It is obviously a glaring issue, and I agree with you. Pros, pros for me, Lerma. Great signing, smashing signing, look towards the future with Franca. Dean Henderson is looking towards the future a bit because it's only 26 years old. Hopefully now Palace don't have to spend on a goalie for like a good five or six years. You know what I mean? Main, main positive for me was we kept all our sellable assets. Obviously, Wilf left, but he wasn't one we could sell on really for profit. You kept Eze, Elise, Decore, Anderson, Gehi. You know, you kept that core cool unit. And if we weren't gonna buy a lot of players this summer, then that was essential. I know we probably would have sold to buy, but you know what I mean? If we wanted to kind of yeah. um have that kind of setup, then it's really good we managed to keep them holding as well. Got to shout it out one million. I oh, know yeah, it, of course. It's I, really I, good business. Got it, yeah, yeah, really good business. You can't complain at all, no matter what else happened in the transfer window, what else you wanted. When we saw Plymouth leaking goals of Tompkins and Richards to Plymouth, uh Getting in Rob Holding, who I think would be more suited to a Roy Hodgson style of football than an Arsenal style of football. Really good. Can't complain. We've pulled Arsenal's pants down there, really. Their fans are fuming, to be honest, that so they didn't manage to sell him for more. Mm. So, you know, and then, yeah, cons, we both brought it up. Attacker, I'm a bit in I would have liked a third striker. I didn't like the fact that the transfer reports were Mateta's going out for, uh, and then a striker's coming in, a striker who was pretty similar to Eduard was kind of the profile. I really am a bit old fashioned in that sense as well. I kind of like Mateo and the fact that he's just six foot four. He's a unit, you know, against walls. Doesn't win every header, but you know when he came on, he just was causing havoc. Just just causing a bit of issue in the air a bit more. And that's mm-hmm. just what you need sometimes. And then not signing the right back expected, but frustrating. And then yeah, I'd like to talk to you a little bit on Franker. Can you I personally have not watched him before so i looked up the stats looked up the fact they barely played left wing by what the stats say for you mate how do you see franca fitting in at palace
1: so franca for me i think he uh yeah so he i can't ever recall seeing him play left wing at flamengo um he often played more on the right slash kind of like in a attack kind of like an attacking midfield kind of role um, I think he can play left wing. Like he has drifted to that side during games before. It's not like he's never, ever been there. Like he has drifted over there, like in parts of the game and stuff. Um, and I think he's got the attributes to do it. Like if he's afforded kind of like, I actually think the player he most reminds me of is Eze. Um, I don't really get the whole, Percy. I don't really get the whole, he's like a Wolf Zahara replacement. I mean, I can kind of get it in the sense of, okay, they're going to play him on the left and he'll probably cut in on his right foot and stuff like that. But for me, he reminds me more of Eze. When he he has played for Flamengo, he has tended to play a more of like an Eze-type role. And I think I could see him in that sort of like left on that left-hand side, like, you know, when Eze drifts to the left and then kind of like comes inside and stuff like that. I think that's the kind of role that I... I think he could play in. But to be honest with you, I think he's got the potential to play in any three of those positions, whether it's right wing, left wing or cam. Um, He's definitely not a striker. So I wouldn't, wouldn't ever unless it's like a false nine or something like that. Like I would never bank on that. Um, But I think he, um, I think he's got the skills. He's definitely got the potential. Like I said, like he was so highly rated over there and they don't just highly rate players for no reason there. I mean, they inserted a Ballon d'Or clause in there. Like, I mean, yeah, I know, man. I know, I know. That was probably a bit of a PR thing, but I mean, like, from 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 Flamengo's point of view, you're not going to insert that if you didn't believe it, you know. What I yeah. Mean? So, um, so I think as long as he's coached right and he makes the progress, I think he would. Like, he he's got he's got a good head on his shoulders as well. That's another thing. Like, mm-hmm. he was he was the captain in in the youth ranks at Flamengo, which for for an attacking player, that's pretty unusual, I think. Um, but he seems to have a very good head on his shoulders. Um, he's never like complained or throw, thrown a strop or anything like that. Like he, he's always got his head down and seems to work. Um, uh, I think um, he he has he's shown he's shown that he's got the ability to do things. It's just the experience I think because he didn't get yeah. that many games at Flamengo, so I think it's just he needs to learn to do it consistently and at a higher level. Um, I mean, the Brazilian league is a good level. Like for me, I would say the Brazilian league is probably better than like Eredivisie. Um, probably, uh, probably slightly under leagueon maybe. Um, and yeah, so I think he. I think yeah. as long as long as he doesn't get like some crazy injury, and you know, the coaching coaches him well, then I think he could play in so many positions. I think it will end up being a case of again, provided he doesn't get like an injury or something. I think it'd be more a case of where will he do the most damage, to be honest.
0: Yeah, no, I I like it. And I think you're right in the fact that he's played it, like, transfer market. So this is where I'm getting stats from. May not be 100% right, but 14 games attacking midfield, five somewhat as a centre forward, a few in the right midfield and right wing, couple at second striker, And it says only one as the left wing. So when I saw reports from anyone really who was reporting on this saying that kind of they were seeing him as kind of like someone in case Wilf goes I was a bit shocked about that I think it also for me the fact that we didn't get another winger in left winger in maybe adds a bit more pressure onto Franka for when he returns that he doesn't necessarily need at this young age I really I might get this name wrong but the Sky Sports journalist who's like the South American expert I think it's Tim Vickery Literally. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of the first things he said when he was talking about is like Palace fans, you've got to give Franka time. And so if we didn't get that left winger replacement in, it's kind of hard to give him time because you're seeing a lot of tweets already on Twitter, like when fully fit, they're putting Franker in left wing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So obviously we got Ayu there. He probably he can play there. I think when we're fully fit, Edward Ayu Eze, Elise is probably the most sensible way to go about things. Uh kind of bringing up the fact that we didn't get another attacker there, the lack of squad depth just across the board, one or two injuries, we're not looking too great, are we mate? No. um, I would say uh,
1: I think there's probably three areas that we are okay. I would say like the central midfield, I think we're okay in. Uh, The centre-backs I would say, now we've got holding. I'm pretty confident with that. And obviously goalkeeper as well. But like you say, like if for example, if Alise gets another injury, then we're back to having to play Schlupp at left wing. And I agree with like Franca. I don't think he should start slash will start immediately. A bit like how Alise didn't really start when he first came in. Perhaps even a bit slower than that, to be honest. But yeah, but also again, like left back, like if Tyron Mitchell gets injured, we we'll are probably have to play Jarl Ward there if if we got a uh, yeah if Joel Ward or Nathaniel Klein get injured the other ones going to have to cover um if um yeah if Eddie gets injured again like we start with Matteo and then after Matteo who who is it after that I I don't know I think it's like probably one I think uh, what's his name why the under under 18s so uh, yeah it, uh, so,
0: it is uh, crazy isn't it like when you think about it, the only thing i would say is luckily we do have someone who's known to the league like Hodgson. When we do have them players, he's not going to try and play his style. He also, what is very important, he can do a plan B, unlike Vieira, so to say, he, he can get them defending. As you said earlier, we're looking really good defensively. If we do struggle with them injuries, football's not going to be pretty, but we've had that before with Hodgson. When you actually look back at the teams Hodgson had, he done ridiculous work with it. So you feel confident in that aspect. Would have been nice to give him a few more players because never really seen him be as vocal as he was this transfer window. So that was really interesting to see. But, you know, we'll bring on the positives now because there have been so many Wolves game. I thought first 60 minutes really didn't think we're on top at all. Really didn't think we deserved the goal. We went 1-0 up, sat back, which I was shocked at, sat back, kind of went back to letting them have the possession one all in the end, we got the free one, and then a silly uh, goal concede in the last minute. How did you find the game? Were you happy with what you saw? Um, any little points and notes before we dive into the tactical changes of it?
1: Um, in
0: yeah, in terms of the game itself, like yeah, I agree. The first
1: the first forty five minutes was terrible um, from from both teams. To be honest, I think both teams were re- it was really obvious what both teams were lacking. Wolves were lacking a strike, like a proper out, a proper striker, proper focal point. We were lacking uh, a left winger who actually wants to be a left winger. Um, (coughs) Without slagging off too much, (laughs) Um, he, um, no, bless him. Um, Yeah, I think it was very obvious. I think um, I'm trying to remember what the first goal was. To be honest,
0: it was Um, the Mitchell to Edwards.
1: Oh yeah, of course, Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think. In terms of like, yeah, the goal itself, I'm happy to because yeah, that's that's an that's twice I think we've done that this season now. With um, well, last time it was IU you doing that? But yeah. Eddie, Eddie seems to get in at the front post and just just tap it in, which is to be honest, that's what we've been wanting for the last two years. So yeah, well, for the past seven years, I think <laughs> since Glen Murray, the last ten years. Um, but, um, the um, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was really good. I was happy with that. I was to be honest, I was happy with the goal scorers as well. I was very happy to see Eddie get two and Mateta get one. And not only that, they were assisting as well. Yeah. Um, well, at least it was Mateta who was there. So he did did like a back pass
0: oh, back. Mate. like, like, like Renaldinho or something. Ridiculous. He meant it as well. I was right by that. I saw it. I could see his eyes. He he knew what he was doing. Um it was ridiculous that confidence he had on it. But yeah, you're definitely right. Especially that first goal, the cross by Mitchell, really good what we want to see more of him do because he does do it well. Edouard, G, actually, as well, if you include the Cup, it's the third time he's done that um, poachers goal. So he's done it at Sheffield United, Plymouth, there. Really good. And then if you see a second goal, that's a weak foot finish. You know, perfect. Yeah. And I think what was so important is that when you give a player like Edouard confidence, he, he shines, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, I, I'm i sure, you, I don't know if you saw it, but I did a, I did a long thread on him uh, not long ago. And... To me, I genuinely think if you had a manager who misprofiled Eze and Elise, I don't think it's improbable to think that he probably did the same with some other players, like Eddie, perhaps even Mateta as well. Uh, definitely Eddie, though, in my opinion. Because like statistically, Eddie finishes chances, which uh, to find a player who consistently finishes their chances st- statistically yeah. is quite rare. And I think and like when when I was when I look back at games he like the the games that he was best in at Palace like for example his first game against Spurs game against Arsenal the 2-2 two, two away um I think there was a Southampton game in there a Norwich game all of those games he was allowed to drift to the left slightly and I just think uh, he was allowed to drift to the left and he was in positions where he was able to run at players uh, rather than because if if you're pinging balls up to him with his back to the goal, yeah. and he's trying to hold the ball, like he is crap. I won't lie, yeah. he, he is crap. But uh, if you if you're say like, like that's why I think when Mateta came on, it was so good because Mateta did that, and Mateta does do that quite well, I think. Uh, but then once he pops the ball to Eddie, Eddie doesn't have to be his back to goal. He's already facing the defenders and running at them. So and I think Roy's noticed that, and I think. That's what he went for in that second half against Wolves, and I mean, yeah, you saw the results. Like Eddie, what Eddie scored two goals.
0: Ntete got two assists, I think. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So I think, I think Eddie. Don't get me wrong. I don't think Eddie's going to bang in like twenty goals, but I think, but I think he is probably that striker that we have wanted. Uh, He's he's just been playing in the wrong way for so long, and at the end of the day, without sounding too too uh to uh to confucianists or something like that mm-hmm. it like if you if you if you if you judge uh if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree it's you know it's not, it's <laughs> not gonna, it's not gonna work that. is it it's no. not gonna work so um you know uh so that, that's that's what i think about eddie anyway
0: yeah no really good as you said his goal record 87 goals at the celtic uh, 179 games ridiculous tally last season he only got six goals for us he's already on four you know, mm. two away. I think all we want as Palace fans at the moment is a striker who can get to 10. And when and then yeah. you can start dreaming after that. If he can carry on as he is now, he's getting to 10 easy. You know what I mean? Obviously, it will get harder with the fixtures. I think some of the away games, he'll find it a bit harder as well. He'll have to be a mm-hmm. bit more of a player who brings in other players somehow. But yeah, really can't complain about him. It's really just nice to see because we all kind of had really high hopes from. Uh, when he actually signed and you're right it's again it's again possibly another reason why we've seen Vieira go he can't get the best out of his players so it was a struggle and yeah Mateta back back heel assist and assist off his back confidence booming off of that hat-trick against Plymouth how good was his hat-trick against Plymouth as well like ridiculous finishes weren't they
1: yeah, where 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 did those come from? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's great. It's it's great to see and obviously huge reason for that success was after when it went 1-1 Hodgson changed things up, shut off somewhat for 4-4-2. It was a really funny game because as I said we sat back, um allowed the city goal to be conceded, poor marking, I've seen it back really poor marking. Um then this tactical change was a catalyst for like a exciting last 20 minutes. Eze was a free roaming left midfielder. Switched the four four two. What's your thoughts on seeing that tactical change?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I think I'm not massively surprised by it. To be fair, because we saw something similar when uh, when Loftus Cheek was at Palace, like he he was given yeah. effectively that Eze role from what I remember. Like he yeah he, start like if you watch Sky Sports, he would say that he's on the left of midfield, but he was always allowed to like come inside and and, and make things happen. And and I think that's similar to what, what we saw the other day. And I think it's a good idea as well, because I mean, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be rigid either, Like it doesn't have to be Eddie stays in that 10. Like for it, like the amount, like we've seen Eddie go to the left quite a lot of times. And I think he's good on the left. So again, like even like if it's like mid attack, you know, you could quite easily see Eze and Eddie swapping, um, and and stuff like that. So I think um I think uh, it was something that was always in Roy's locker because he has employed something similar before. And to be honest, I think it can be dynamic. Like I know we think of four four twos as being like archaic and like dice ball yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. But I think it can be dynamic because it can swap it can swap from a four four two to like a four two three one or a four three three pretty much in the same attack. So yeah. Uh, or or even like a I don't know like a free like a uh, like a free free four, or I don't know something like that like yeah, it, yeah. It, can, it can swap it can swap into anything really um and I think when you got players who are as dynamic as Eze who is capable I know he's not I know he doesn't like playing the left wing but I mean like he'll play like that left wing free role or he'll happily come inside same with Eddie he's happy to go to the left or then you got Ayu I mean I know Ayu's probably not going to play as much when Elise comes back. But then you've got Elise on the right, who's also capable of maybe coming inside a little bit, um, or or Iu is capable of playing all four of those positions. So I think I I think it's a good I think it's a good uh, string to have to our bow, to be honest. Because um, yeah, yeah. It, it just gives us more options as well. Because like you said, like Roy Roy's got a plan. Roy has more of a plan B, a uh, much more of a plan B than Vieira did, like you said. Um, and I think stuff like that is you know is a good plan B.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. It's it's nice to see as well uh, when it works and it really clicks. And we're a lot more fluid, I think. Really not going to bash schluck too much, but realistically at the moment, I do not see what he brings as a left winger defensively or attackingly, as he definitely brings a lot more there. And until Elisa is back, there's some stats that uh, CPFC Bobby put on Twitter by data scientist J.K. that really showed that um, Eze could actually thrive in this 4-4-2, and it basically showed the frequency at which some players successfully enter the opposition box. Wow. Eze's actually finding himself more successful when attacking the box from the left-hand side. So with Eduardo Mateta up top, picking up lots of goal contributions between them in terms of goals and assists in the wins against Wolves at Plymouth, it would make even more sense for Hodgson to switch to a four four two, which we've seen him do in the past at Palace, like you said, with lost his cheek. And it would also help Eze go to that next level possibly at the moment and keep both of his informed strikers on the pitch. Obviously, Eze is a great attacking midfielder, but until he has them really strong wingers either side of him, it is a struggle for him. He gets like three or four players on him. So maybe moving him to the left gives him more of this free-roaming role would really help, don't you think?
1: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think he um, because I think he's I, I think he started doing that, didn't he? Like he was playing that role before he got that before he got his knee because his knee was an injury.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> like he,
1: I think he started. I think Roy was starting to play him there, and that's when he started doing really well. I think it's important with a player like Eze is that I think you do give him that kind of like freer role because then it's harder for the opposition to like put loads of men on them yeah um and yeah I think if it, I mean those stats like, like those those stats show it if if he's if he's making more bursts into the box I mean that's where we need the ball we need the ball in the box and then if we've already got two strikers in there who are decent finishers then I, I think that can only be a good thing
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. And then one last bit, which I think's a slight con of the 4-4-2. Mateta definitely seems to be a much better impact off the bench. He did get that hat-trick starting in the cup against Plymouth, I understand that. But in the Premier League, the last time he actually scored when he started was back in May 2022 in that famous 3-2 loss to Everton where Pierre uh, Patrick Vieira lost it. With this issue with Mateta, what do you think? Do you think he can make himself an issue and influence over 70 80 minutes
1: um that's a difficult one to answer yeah. I think, actually because I think because the thing is I I'd be interested to know how many games he has because how many games he has started and also again like I think we come back to this whole like Vieira like playing people wrong thing again yep like I'm not don't get me wrong I I don't think Saying that, I mean, Mattet, apparently, Mattel was wanted by Leipzig, and I feel like if you're wanted by a Red Bull team, then maybe there's something there's something a bit more behind. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're yeah, they're, yeah. They're, 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 clever, like, they know what they're doing. So I don't think they're just going to pick up a crap player for no reason. Um, and because I think, yeah, because that's where that's where Sawlock went, I think, and then he ended up, yeah, it did. That dad, but yeah, anyway. Um, but I think, um, I don't know. It's a difficult one. I think we definitely need to upgrade on him. I don't yeah. think, I don't think he is, I, I haven't seen anything. It's not like Eddie where I've seen things that suggest that he can play better. I haven't really seen that from the yet. I think he's got a good, he's got a great finish, obviously, but how, how we get him into those positions. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but then maybe it is a case of, he just needs someone to play with. So similar to Eddie. Um, so, I mean, I'm happy to give him a run of games because I can't really recall many times where he has had a run of games. And again as well, Vier- I think Vieira attacks has to has some play in here. And I am I mean, I'm willing to give him a run of games where he starts. Yeah. Um, to be honest, though, I'm actually happy. I would be happy to have, <coughs> for the moment, ha- that left-hand side, I'll be happy to have it as um, IU and, and Edwards and then they just they just like casually swap through the game um i mean i'm happy to have that if and then mateta come off the bench if 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 it is the case that he is better off the bench
0: yeah um, yeah that's not too bad an option actually as well and i think you're right about the running games he definitely deserves it especially of the form he's on at the moment he's looking good what why would it you know, at the moment with the kind of squad we have It's really interesting one thing that's also great for the four four two is the fact that we've got Decoré and signing of the season Lerma. How ridiculous is that partnership, mate? Just briefly.
1: Oh, it is excellent. I mean, that double pivot is is brilliant. Um, I think it was very obvious last season that Decoré needed a needed a um, a partner because um, he couldn't run that. Mo- I mean, he did very well, but he needed he needed a bit of help. I mean, that's indicated by the difference in yellow cards. Like last season, I think he had like 13 yellow cards or something. And this season, he hasn't got any, I don't think. So yeah. Um. Uh, I think, yeah, both of them together, they're so good. They're they're press resistant, they're, as in like they're able to keep the ball. They can both pick a pass as well, forward pass, back pass, side pass, whatever. Um, And they're both defensively really good too. I think they're an excellent center, uh, midfield pairing.
0: Yeah, and it actually gives um, Decore a bit more attacking freedom, which is what I think he was used to beforehand uh, before uh, joining us, really, which is really good to see. Another Mm -hmm. kind of shout I just want to give as well is, look, we know his quality isn't there perfectly Premier League level-wise. Joel Ward is actually doing okay this season. I was one who um, was heavily kind of worried about that. There has definitely been some worries. The Brentford game, I think the first half of the uh, Wolves game, there was a lot of um one two v one against him. Not always his fault, you know, needs that help as well. We know he needs that help, but I think Lerma does really help him as well. That cover that he we can get and Ward can stay back defensively, he can do it. I think it's honestly just when he gets that one and one and they know he's not got the pace, that's his yeah. issue. But he's not been doing too bad, has he? I know there's been them issues and look, we know he's not the perfect answer at the moment, but for what we have at the moment, it could have been worse, couldn't it?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And I think whilst yeah, there's cons of his pace. I think to be honest, I agree. I think his main issue is pace. Um, uh, and I think when he does get help and he does get cover, I do because I that Brentford goal, I I think it was mostly his fault, but I don't think it was entirely his fault. I don't think he was really helped out by the other players covering really. Um, and I think uh, whilst he and also what whilst no, he doesn't really have the pace. I think in the air, he's brilliant in the air, um, which is 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 very useful for for a team like us that will have to defend a lot of crosses and stuff.
0: Yeah, and in this age where everyone seems to be kind of bringing their full-backs up a lot more, we're kind of bringing Joel Wood back a lot more, giving mm-hmm. the other players a bit of freedom. Wolves' goal, Mitchell, if we can give him a bit more freedom, if he can produce that. He is actually been known to cross the ball very well when he gets his opportunities he's got a fair like a decent amount of assists through that Mm. um so if he can just have him more as the one who goes up the pitch more keep Joel Ward back it isn't the end of the world for the time being for sure be really interesting though to see who actually becomes our future right back whenever we have to because he is 33 now it's just an issue we're gonna have to sort out in the future probably summer maybe
1: yeah, for sure, for sure. I think that yeah, of the positions, I would say that's probably one of the more one key ones that we have to think about in the next couple of years.
0: Yeah, and then I'm just kind of going through the whole team, and just because it's we missed a few last few weeks here, but Anderson and Gaye just together ridiculous, aren't they? And we're seeing Anderson attack a lot more and kind of mm-hmm. become the attacking influence that Joe Ward isn't, haven't we?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And I think he's got the technical beast. I mean, obviously he's scored already. um, And he's, I mean, he's got the ability to ping a great pass, as we know. So I don't see why he's not, why he wouldn't be capable of picking a good cross as well when he comes up. Um, I think, yeah, in a way, I think, I think not, not that he's become a right back, but in the sense of when we're attacking, he seems to, like him and Ward seem to swap a little bit, I noticed, because yeah. I don't know if they're worried about Ward's pacing getting back or something like that. But, yeah, it seems to be Anderson who seems to be pushing a lot more on that right-hand side rather than Ward, which is interesting.
0: Right, well, after this week, the international break will be over, which is great to see. Villa up next, tough game away from home. How are you feeling for it? Are you feeling confident at all? Um... I I had us down to lose this game I'm going to be
1: honest uh, yeah. I think uh, Villa's uh, the two games of the two games they won this season one of them was at home they've only played one game at home this season I think um, and uh, we don't really have a good record there at least not that I remember anyway and mm. I do think Villa are a good team I think they've just played some t- tough teams so far like they've played Liverpool and Newcastle um, and then they've won both of the other games.
0: So, only in Everton, yeah,
1: yeah. So, they've won the games they should have won. The other games, maybe they could have, but you know, it against Newcastle and Liverpool it's always going to be tough, especially away from home as well. Um, to be honest, I think for them, had they even got a point from those games, they would have looked to those as point gains rather than point losses, uh, two points loss. So, I think it's going to be tough. I had us down to lose. Uh, I went there. I went there in the 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 fixture last season.
0: Oh, same. And man. Oh.
1: that was one of the. I, I that that was so bad. I think I'm just getting flashbacks from it because I just it was so, <laughs> it was so it was so bad.
0: After the fifth so, minute, it was shocking, wasn't it?
1: Oh, it, I mean, it's just summed up that you lose one nil, and it was scored. It was scored by your own centre back. Um, yeah.
0: uh do you know what? That's one of the games that I feel like if people who said that. Roy Hodgson just had an easy fixture list and Vieira has just not been sacked, saw that 90 minutes against Villa, they yeah. would understand where we were coming from because, oh, look, to be fair, that Zaha goal was close to being onside, a very, very tight goal um, mm. at the start. But look, didn't happen. And we just, it was one of them games we just couldn't do anything after that. And yeah, I think you're right about a bit PTSD from there. I think mm. as well, this is a really kind of big game for both sides in terms of it shows where they're at. I think, as you said, Villa beat Burnley and Everton, expected, but battered by Newcastle, kind of battered by Liverpool as well. I know they're both away from home. Villa at home is a different uh, demon to Villa away from home, so that is definitely something that's different. But you've got to look at it. Villa could come in with a few little nerves. Their fans, if they don't have a good start, could get a bit nervy, could be a bit like, oh, this isn't the same as we were towards the end of last season, you know. If they want to prove that they're going to be back in that top half, top eight, let's say... They've got to be beating us. So definitely a lot of pressure on them. Would you like to see us set up with the 4-4-2 for this game then? Or kind of be
1: 4-2-3-1? If it was me, I would... If I was Roy, what I would do is I would set up... I would set up in a 4-3-3 still. But it would be with... So the front three would be Eddie on the left, Mateta down the middle... Uh, and then IU on the right, assuming Elise is not not about. Um, and then Eze being in that attacking midfield. But then during the game, you can just revert to that four four two quite easily. Yeah. Um, or in or within the transition, you can revert you can revert to it. So in, in effect, yeah, I, I would be happy. I would be happy with that.
0: Yeah, I think one thing that terrifies me is Villa are clearly having this attacking right back practically as a winger, Matty Cash. Yeah getting the oh, goals yeah. really, really high up the pitch. So whoever's with Mitchell, it aka if it's Schlupp or whoever, if they're not defending, if they're not helping them out, we could be in really big trouble. Because I think just mm-hmm. like Ward against Wolves, Mitchell had a few two-on-one situations in the first half where we were struggling a little bit. We do that against Aston and Villa and we're not going to be let off. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that for me, that left side, Mitchell's side, is a really important battle for this game week. Obviously they've got Watkins, DRB as well. But you know, the midfield battle, I think we can come out on top now with uh, Lerma. Lerma De Correia. it's 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 beautiful, you know. So really, yeah. really interesting. And as we said, Villa have been leaking a few goals. I know not as much um Everton Park. They batted Everton. But you know, it hopefully, hopefully we can at least show a good level of ourselves, and even if we don't come away with a the win we can just show that look we are ready to kind of battle this top half and we can kind of take some momentum for it. it will be really important especially after the international break let's just hope we get no injuries isn't it
1: oh yeah well well this is it isn't it like it all it all hinges on stuff like that like yeah i don't know if like anderson came back with an injury for example like that that would i mean that wouldn't be the worst one but that that would be a pain. no
0: i know yeah yeah That would
1: be a pain for sure for sure
0: yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. I think if it, if we can get an away goal from Edward in the Premier League, I'd love that. That'd be really oh, good for his momentum as well, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if this is me being a bit selfish, but I got more happy that Edward scored the goal than 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 <laughs> us actually scoring the goal. But um the um uh yeah, I think even if we get a point, I would be happy with that. And I think uh like you say, I think if we just keep up that momentum, both as a team and of the individual players, I think that's that's the most key thing. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because if he did get the goal, Edward, that'd be going two away games out of three, which is would be great. Yeah,
1: and also it's a goal against it's a goal against a good like
0: like yeah. a
1: side going well a side in Europe.
0: Yeah. So
1: I think for his confidence, that that'd be a great boost, just knowing that he scored against a, like a, a really good side. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I'm not 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 uh, not taking away from the quality. The yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not 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 taking away from the goals he has scored, but they have been against Wolves, Plymouth, and Sheffield United. So yeah. if he can get that goal against Villa, then you know, then I'll back in score against most sides in the league. To be honest,
0: yeah, and then really important game for I, I think as well. He's been really good. Nothing really. Negative to say about him, but if he can keep that form going, maybe he can add a bit of danger for us this game.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. He's been like, it feels like he's been reborn since (laughs) Roy's come back. Like, I know, I know, his finishing uh, isn't isn't the best as we Mm. saw. Well, yeah, he he, (laughs) was against (laughs) Wolves, but he does everything else really well. Like, he's got an assist this season. He's, uh, I don't know if he's got more than that, but I know he's got at least one assist this season. He works hard. He's brilliant at winning fouls. Um, you know, without without doing an angry running man stereotype, he's. I think he is a he is a. I think he, he's he's a good player and he does really well. I think and I'd like to see him continue that.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's get a little prediction from you, mate. What you're saying for the game?
1: Uh well, I said we'll lose, so I'll look a bit stupid if I if I say we'll win one nil now. <laughs> you can do.
0: You can do. You can do. You can't have the faith.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's gonna be four. I'm gonna go two two actually. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna be more optimistic than a loss, and I'm gonna say two two.
0: Yeah, they have league goals. To be honest, the only one game they haven't uh, conceded in is against Everton. So I would be a bit gutted if we don't get a goal. Um, mm. For me, I'm I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling confident. You know, I don't know maybe this confidence is wrong but it's just nice to have a good start to the season be a bit optimistic i'm gonna say 2-1 palace we'll Not. see how it goes we'll see how it goes well that's all for today on let's talk palace it's on toto football of course so be sure to s- subscribe to the toto football youtube channel this will also be available on spotify and apple podcast just uh, type in toto football and you'll find them all uh, dan would you like anything else to say before we go
1: no, just uh, if you want to find me, it's down to 10 on on, on Twitter. And uh, I'm part of Eagle Eye, Ball, Eagle Eye Football as well. So, yeah, we release Palace content as well. So if you want to check us out there, that's also great. Thank you. And thanks yeah. for having me on, Luke. Thanks
0: as always. Oh, mate, that's fine. It's been perfect. And, yeah, Palace fans, let us know what you think. Sure to give this good review if you enjoyed it. Really appreciate it. And, yeah, we'll see you later.